Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Basic Binges, part of Nam Talk Network. On this show, we review popular shows that are out now while eating and drinking our favorite binge-worthy snacks and drinks. So as you all know, I am your host, Jordan Orozco, and it is wonderful to join you on this wonderful and amazing Sandman Day to discuss the season finale and a little extra episode of The Sandman. Um, I'm really excited to talk about the latter of these two, um, but to also cap all of this with the people I originally started with. So it's actually great. And I'm so happy you both can make it. Um, I'm just drinking some wonderful water. Uh, I skipped out on the cocktails tonight. Just have a big, huge Yeti full of water and half of a bologna and cheese sandwich. Cause that's, I love those. That's what I do. Um, but Jefferson and Bill, it is so good to see you. Thank you for joining me on the last of this wonderful and amazing series. Um, let's, Go ahead and start with Bill. What are you munching on? What are you chomping on? Anything? Well, as is tradition, uh, Coke Zero, ask for it by name. Now, there it is, right there. That and it had Wingstop earlier. So eating healthy tonight, Ooh. let me tell you. Nice. Oh, I love Wingstop. I love me some Wingstop. So good. Um, and Jefferson, what's going on? Haven't seen you in a while. I know. Yeah, it's been, I, I missed out on the bulk of the Doll's House, but I'm back for the finale of the Doll's House. Um, or now I just got, I just, I, I was just texting our, our person, Stephanie, that I just got back from the gym. So I'm downing a protein shake, but I'll have something unhealthy afterwards. I swear. Absolutely. Absolutely. You need to, um, well, thank you all for joining me again. And so for those of you that are on, that are watching, that are joining us, um, we are talking about episodes 10 and 11, um, of the Sandman 10 is the series, uh, the, sorry, the season finale of this wonderful show. And then um, it was actually Bill. Yes, just the season finale, not the series. Because okay. if it's a series finale, I'm gonna have to choke some people out at Netflix. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but, and then episode 11, which Bill actually turned me on to that I didn't know. Um, and I kind of saw it before we did a stream and then got really excited and watched it after. And um, I was very, very, I loved it. Um, but mm. let's go ahead and just sort of recap this entire series before we get into this season finale. So this entire series followed um, the ever mysterious and ever emo um, Morpheus, who is the, um, the Lord of Dreams, through a series of trials and tribulations, basically, to uh, regain his um, items of power. Um, and the reason why, actually, today is uh, international, or not international, but Sandman Day is September 14th was the day that Neil Gaiman officially named the day that Morpheus escaped his captivity. Um, and it was the day that he got released. So um, happy Sandman Day. But uh, it basically, it follows the story of Morpheus through the first half of the series where he gets his items of power um, and he faces off with an individual who um, tries to use his gem to sort of change the world and rid the world of lying. Um, when in fact he's rid the world of dreams and we see how uh, catastrophic that is in 24 seven um, and how um, Morpheus fixes it. The latter part of the entire series deals with um, finding out the vortex Rose, who's this um, individual who is born every so often thousands of years, who is a human that has the ability to um, not only transcend the dream world, but change it and could alter it for forever. Um, and so uh, we see Morpheus's siblings um, specifically desire um, and despair sort of plot against him to sort of morph the vortex to their own will. And we don't necessarily like see all of that, 
Um, it's more of the influence of the Corinthian and the influence of the this nightmare that wants to sort of use that power to destroy um, the dream world. And fast forward to episode 10, um, which basically it, everything comes to a head. We see Morpheus catch up to the Corinthian. Um, we see uh, Rose sort of almost scarily embrace the power of the vortex. Um, and we see sort of just endings um, and sort of a continuation of what might happen um, when there is going to be um, a second season of the Sandman. Um, so let's just start into it. Let's start with the beginning. Um, basically, Morpheus catches up with the Corinthian, right? Um, we see him basically confront the Corinthian and he, the Corinthian knows that he is going to get destroyed, ultimately. Um, that's the end of it. And we can see sort of like I would say the first time you can see fear in the Corinthian because he knows that he there's nothing that he can do um, in that. And um, so I just sort of briefly want to discuss the Corinthian, his character, and how it sort of relates to Morpheus um, in this entire series. So Jefferson, what did you think about that? I know we kind of saw Corinthian's demise coming, um, but what did we feel like the journey was? Did we feel like it was an accurate representation? Do we feel like it was deserved. Do we feel like the Corinthian needed to go longer than um, he did? What are your thoughts? I kind of wish that, okay, like, just for all intents and purposes, the comic and this part of the story are basically correct. Basically the same. Like, they leave some things out, but yeah, basically the same. Um, the way that he kind of spares Galt like repairs Galt, but like doesn't with the Corinthian. Like, what is it at the end? Like he, uh, he does what with Corinthian? Like he doesn't, he doesn't quite. He does, he does end Corinthian, but like there's no coming back, right? Yeah, there was no basically. Basically, he, yeah, he can recreate Corinthian, but he, he can. Yeah. It's gonna be a different, right? It's gonna be a different. Yes. Corinthian. And I think it's good to point that with Galt, um, and I think this is something that's like parallel to it too. The Corinthian didn't do anything to show change in his character. Mm. Galt did, right? Yeah. And we see yep. that in the episode where we sort of see her trying to sort of save the the uh, Rose's brother from that abusive home that he's yeah. in. And she, she's basically like, I just want to be good. Like, I don't want to be this thing that you created me. And we sort of see Morpheus say, well, too bad, right? And then in this episode, we see actually him having some sort of a decent heart and making her into something that is, um, a, you know, a, a dream, right? Yeah, something yeah. that people can dream of. So I'm sorry, continue. No, no, it's just, uh, I, I think that, I, I do think that Morpheus did the right thing. I think that with the way the Corinthian just, with the way that he like turned out, I think I, I don't I don't think there was any it, we needed to reboot the PC. <laughs> we needed to just factory reset the whole thing. <laughs> there was no way we can change this. We can't we can't we can't system restore back to a, a different date. No, the Corinthian needed to needed to just end right there. Um honestly, like it's it was a little uh how'd I put this? It was uh, a little more ethereal in the comic, the way that it all went down. But no, like in general, like this was a great adaptation of the that part of the doll's house. Yeah. 
Yeah, and um, so Bill, let's let's go to you. How did you think the Corinthian story played out? Did you feel like it was um, he deserved to be, you know, demise? Did you feel like he, I, you know, was a strong character? What are your thoughts? Oh no, he's a strong character, but that was the point of the arc, right? From first episode to sure. here, the main overarching story this season was was really Corinthian with the wrapper of you know desire and the you know and all of their machinations kind of going on kind of setting us up for hopefully what comes next and things like that but so that needed to be squared away and we've established that um uh the dream is not spectacular again just coming from someone that my experience now with the series is exclusively the episodes that's it um that dream is not one to be merciful particularly um, or at least be like, oh, shucks, it's okay, you've reformed. Um, so it was, you know, it was going to be ended. So that needed to go. And even at the end of episode 10, I mean, he's still making nightmares, some pretty brilliant ones too. The, that wasn't, you know, there's still a use and a need for nightmares. The problem was one got away from itself and yeah. did not fully grok its intent and purpose in the scheme of things and that's what caused us you know that in him being locked up for 100 plus years uh, you know out of action to kind of so we couldn't wrangle corinthian is what made the problem so i think it's more that he's come to understand the real kind of like character transition that happens through the season is more he understands you know that dream needs to be a little bit more magnanimous needs to be a little bit more benevolent needs to be more you know understand have a little bit more empathy towards things but that's not there's there's a limit to the change right because it's still Mm -hmm. these creatures are what they are yeah and i think it's also too it's also important to point out that like you know in in this entire series um when it comes to like you said sort of like the machinations of desire and despair who's sort of like i don't want to say bullied into like trying to like take dream down a notch there's one missing. I don't know if you caught that. I, it was in an episode and they sort of talk about, oh, so-and-so is still missing. And then it's like, it's like a couple of lines. And then, so we, we have all of these mysterious sort of things going on that never got explained throughout the entire series. What right. Was it? Wait, and I didn't catch that. I think, I think, so the twins are, uh, does, uh, the, there's two twins and yes. it's desire and despair, which is why they're working together. Then you have destruction. Death is, you know, we know is alive. Um, delirium. Yeah. Was I it think delirium? it's delirium that's missing. Yes, it's delirium. And then this guy, no, this guy, destiny. Thank you. Um, but he said, they said that there's one missing and I don't know if we've ever caught it. And even in the background, when you can see, let's say for example, in desires, like, room where he can communicate or yes. he can call upon his brothers and sisters all of their symbols are there except yeah. for one um and really? so destruction it's destruction it's destruction yeah so so destruction is missing um and we ne- we never we don't know right like there's nothing there um and so sorry so go back to, to episode 10 yeah i do feel like um i do feel like the Corinthian needed to be destroyed. There was no going back. There was no sort of change. There was no metamorphosis in this. And I think it's important that like a lot of these characters sh- sort of showed that right in the waking and in the dream world um, and in sort of like these fantasy worlds that happen. Um, let's talk about Rose. Uh, you know, I've said in the past couple of episodes and Bill, you've been here pretty much the, you've been here the entire time, but Jefferson, we were talking about Rose and 
I kind of felt like her story was not strong at all. I, I felt like there could have been more added to it. Mm. Um, I don't think it was necessarily the actress. I think it was just the, the way of that the, the director. No, I think it was just the writing, <laughs> the writing oh. and the way that they sort of made Rose. Oh, it just okay. wasn't strong. And it just, I feel like there could have been more, she could have been more of a powerhouse and there could have been more of a I f- dynamic, you know. I see what you mean, because she did feel very MacGuffin-y, if you know what I mean. She yeah. felt very like, she's just a plot device. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. It's, and, it's, yeah. Yeah, okay, and that's sorry. what we... Yeah. No, I was just going to say, and that's what somebody had addressed in the previous episodes, where it was mm-hmm. just like, it just kind of seemed like she was thrown in there to advance the story. Uh, it was almost like, okay, we have to do this part. That's what it felt like to me. I see. Um, it didn't feel like, while it was a part of the comic and it was a part of the graphic novel, like it should, that could have been its own series, right? And it, they mm-hmm. should have focused it, right, on that, except mm-hmm. they split, you know, they split sort of the series into that. Um, I, you know, I will say I did look up the ending and how Rose's story sort of ends. Um, And I feel like they stuck pretty much to the ending of that series, except Mm -hmm. for the fact that um, in, in the comics and Jefferson, I know you can, you can probably fact check this, but in the comics, I do believe that it was either, I think it was despair that was about to destroy Morpheus. And then the, the aunt, steps in and then that's when she says no i will be the sacrifice yes. and basically saves the dream world right um but she does take rose's power because of that or something like that basically. um so the way that it happened was a little bit more i would say like disney five like here i'll take it okay Honestly, well i'm good yeah go ahead. a lot of decisions with the uh sandman tv show were disney fied um in, in a way, like, I guess to make it more palatable for an audience that to be more, I, I guess, ex- I guess, like, accepted by a more, like, uh, modern audience, modern audience, a uh, wider audience um, with the with D, that's his name, right? Dr. Destiny, well, Dr. Destiny in the comic, but D, uh, a lot more ruthless. Like, I think I mentioned earlier, like, way earlier that. A lot of D's character was neutered. Like, yes, um, the diner episode, full blown, yeah, full blown, like faithful adaptation. But there were a lot of choices where I was just like, I can't see D doing this in the show that he did in the comic. And he didn't. He didn't kill the driver. He didn't so and so and so and so. Um, and so with this, like you said, with this ending for for episode for episode ten, it does feel a little more, a lot more happy. That's the best way I can put it. Yeah, yeah. you know, right? I'll, and yeah, sorry, go ahead. no, go, Bill, please. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know for myself. I don't think I would characterize it as dis- disification or more palatable or anything like that. Because mm. I mean, evidence as to the the. The, the cat massacre in the next episode. I mean, that shit's, you know, <laughs> way dialed to 12. So right. them being yeah, delicate about pussyfooting around stuff is not really their, their what they're after. But what you do look at is, this is the shortcoming of a lot of novel adaptations. Outlander suffers from it prolifically, especially after season one. And that is, they start doing shorthand with characters to try and fit things in 
that in the stories in the comics, they get whole comic issues to themselves. They get other side things to themselves. You get spinoffs. You've got things where these characters can breathe and you build an emotional attachment and understanding to what they are doing. But here it's Netflix. It's not even an old, old uh, network where you get 22 episodes. This is 10. Hmm. Um, so fair, fair. here's your time. So what exactly of this series would you cut out so that you could put in more stuff about Rose? And that, that I would put to you guys. What are you going to cut out? You need to cut out at least two hours. Then you can give that, that's more. That's the thing, flesh. though. Like they, they gave Rose four flesh. episodes. Say what? They gave Rose four episodes, though. Mm-hmm. Which well, is... they did, but that doesn't mean that they gave her much. To, you know, mm-hmm. everything that she, whenever she's there, there's not really a time where she's just sitting as a wallflower. Yeah. But neither are they really giving her, they don't have a character episode with her. We know yeah. we care much more about death after that one episode. Yeah. You know, because it's a moment where there's not a lot that happened in that episode. Sure. Just moments spent with these people. There's never time that's just spent with Rose to understand no. what's going on, where are we find it. Rose is going from point to point to point. But what that means is for the viewer, it's much more shallow. We don't really give a shit about Rose. We don't know what's what's Mm -hmm. them, what makes them tick. You know, it's the difference between you take um, uh, uh, what's as far uh, Guardians of the Galaxy boy, and in one movie you can have a sobbing over a tree, and then you have other (laughs) movies where you can have multiple, you know, multiple installments of a franchise, and you still really could not give a shit whether these people live or die. It's right, those differences sure. of whether you get to spend some time with it and it's qual- yeah, just like relationships, it's quality time, right? We never get any real quality character time with Rose. We know more about what's as far with the the one episode where it's jumping every hundred years. Oh, Hob, Hob Gadling. You know, talking mm-hmm. with that character, yeah, we, do. we know more about That's him, true. what he looks at in characterizations and stuff like that. A bit is, is absolutely writing. But here, when you have a narrative, they could have probably clipped it maybe maybe after episode five or six, expand that to 10 episodes. And now you have a fully fleshed out season one and now you wait to season two, but then you've got Netflix execs that are going to be kind of like, is that enough to hook them for round two? If we've got to get into what's going on with the next battle. And so it's absolutely true. What you guys said about this whole thing about Rose, uh, Rose, the way it feels is we're not there to care about her. We're, uh, that character is there to motivate the rest of the story and the rest of the story kind of rotates around them. You need that hook to be at the end so that, okay, oh, are they going to kill her? And that's so that Dream can die because when Dream's going to, or Dream can live, if Dream's going to live, someone has to die. So we've established yeah. that with Gargoyle back at the beginning. Right. Rose, <laughs> think about it this way. We never care about Rose as much as we did at that damn Gargoyle after 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I mean, who wasn't sobbing when when Dream said, oh. you know, I'm not asking your permission. I'm asking, you know, Ashton the Critters. That was much more powerful than anything ever came out of Rose's mouth or said to Rose. Hmm. Absolutely. Which yeah. is why I think you know, it gets to that point where she if she was used as a plot to, to, yeah, to, exactly. to I absolutely get, agree. Yeah. I guess the only difference is I'm not I don't think it's because they were trying to soften anything. I think it's just Mm-mm. slightly a combination of lazy with slash they didn't have time to get where all sure. those things needed to be without putting more into her, but then you gotta cut out and have some leaps of how did you get from here to here? Um, and you can tell those passion episodes like you know like the diner you don't need to have that episode in the series at all for the rest of the story to work but it's a damn good episode 
And so oh, I could see so right good. in the writer's room sitting there flipping tables going, you cut that episode, we're walking. So yeah. you, you make those trade-offs. I, so there I, was a tweet where there was a tweet where uh Gaiman was saying how he was not only excited to like get started on the diner episode, but someone asked him like, what was it like writing diner episode? And it's it was like he he just said something like, uh if you um, if you think reading the diner uh, the diner issue was bad enough, uh, picture how it's going to be as a as a as a TV episode, and he was just hyping it up like this is this is this is the episode that's going to like make or break the show. Basically, what he was trying to like trying to like hype up, and honestly, like yeah, like as a whole. Five and six, yeah. Five and six oh, is the also eleven, because again, these sure, are yeah. amazing standalone stories that yep. are fucking amazing. Um, and but they also eat time, mm-hmm. you know, out, out of the out of those ten episodes. So again, this goes back to the. I don't know that they were just kind of like, oh, they'll be too delicate because I don't think Gaiman cares about delicate. Um, but you know, there are even when you read his regular writing, um. You can tell where Gaiman's get really gets into something and stuff where it's like, yeah, 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 we got to keep on moving along, um, and let's get to it. I think I felt some of that here, and hopefully, yeah. Uh, well, specifically, I was thinking like the novel, the novel for American Gods. Oh, you know, some part of it's really, really that's the majority. I read a couple of his things. Uh, American Gods is one I read twice and just kind of really dug into it. But it's like more like I, I love his world building and his specific moments, but sometimes his writing isn't really that strong for me uh oh. kind of thing it's like he has some piece better it's usually i don't know if he's inspired and it really hits hard and it, it really hits good but again now i'm just hopeful that netflix does not do anything wildly stupid and not pick it up i mean with regards to it's it before like three or four months ago the notion that they wouldn't pre-book them for four more seasons right as they stand would be unimaginable now mm-hmm. uh, it's I expect 80% plus odds that it will get renewed, but uh, you know, I'm not going to put any big money on it. Oh, after the WB thing. Yeah. Well, no, even, well, even Netflix, Netflix has sure. been gouging the shit out of its shows and Netflix yeah. always, their habit was to pre-book when you came in to pitch a series at Netflix, any showrunners yeah. coming in to pitch has to pitch three seasons. They want yeah. to know that if it does take off, that you've got a plan for what you're going to do next. Because mm-hmm. earlier on, lots of the streamers especially got hit with, you had a really good season one. And they're like, great, you're renewed. And they're like, what? Yeah. Um, and they have to figure out what to do with it. And that's why some of those, those later seasons are not that good. And so they're, what they did was that you pitched them multiples. And you've already got the cast. You've already got the, you've got options on them. Pulling the trigger, they did almost... It, un, canceling it after one season was almost unheard of. And now it's again blood in the streets yeah it's it's yeah i I, i'm it's almost like when 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 a series comes out and you're really excited for it and you're watching it, you're like this is absolutely amazing and then you never know if it's going to get renewed until like months later and then there's always these rumors right um and then it's especially with this right like right when the season ended and like i just finished it it was like might not get renewed for season two. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I, I thought this should have been already established. I thought this should already been. Yeah. And so it just becomes, it just becomes insane now as to where like you get, you know, a series like, um, Paper, Paper Girls. Remember. 
Paper yeah. Girls got canceled too. Yeah. Yeah, but you I mean you get you get a thing like uh like Stranger Things, for example, right? Yeah. When uh, at least I think when when we knew when the first season came out, we already knew that there was gonna be a second. Um or and a third. I'm not sure though. Um, but I you know, we, it, there was never any of this like what's gonna happen to it, right? And I feel like you're right, Bill. Like there's there, like yeah. It's it's insane. Just <laughs> streaming services are insane right now. When something good comes out, you're like, don't, don't. Don't, don't get attached to it, but I'm attached to this show. Um, I do want to address sort of the, the latter part um, of the episode where, um, and Q sort of made a, um, a good point where Dream Morpheus confronts his brother, um, Desire, right? Um, and basic, so Q says to me, uh, in my mind, the episode really took me to a place that Dream did realize that Desire fucked him ever, over to try to take over the Dream world. And he walked in, and Dream told Desire, if you get in my way again, I will fucking end you. I love that line, but the line Desire said, oh, I, ju- I just made you jump, didn't I, right? So basically we know that there's these, there's these sort of, uh, I can't think of the word now, not battles, but like uh, there's, uh, there's, there's tension between the siblings, right? Yeah. Some siblings like, like Death and uh, Dream are, know one another, they, they love one another, they, you know, they respect one another. And I, th- I would say they're the closest out of the entire, of all the siblings, right? But then you have the twins, which are Desire and Despair, who are now plotting against um, a Drink, right? And so there's these, you know, there's these things going on in, in this family where they think Dream thinks that he's this like end all be all mighty of, of them all. Um, and um, I don't know, let's talk about the future. What do we feel like, before we get into Eleven, because eleven, like you said, is its own standalone, and I want to talk about eleven for four hours because that it was just the most beautiful episode. But where do we think this season's going to go? Do we think um, we're going to see more of um, sort of like uh, this sibling? There it is, sibling rivalry. Like, uh-huh. are we going to see more of that? Do you feel like we're going to see more of hell? Obviously. Um, do you feel like yeah. we're going to see more? Um, what's what's going to come up um, in that? Let's start with you, Bill. Um, what do you? Where do you think the if if and when it gets renewed, what, where do you think the, the season will go next? Um, well, yes, again, I don't know where where the underlying source material goes from. My underlying notion is very likely the siblings will be, again, the, the ra- general wrapper with it being like the main conflict will end up ending season two and the front half of if we're talking 10 episodes i think episodes one kind of really sets it up we meet more of the siblings and kind of get more where they're edit, headed at what's going on then we're going to loop in hell we get about four episodes five episodes of hell and that you know that conflict being the thing mm. and then it will pivot like it did this season into the b story on the for the back half and that will be desire and whatever those machinations are and that's how it will end up probably taking Desire will probably not get killed, but we'll get it uh, get their butt kicked, and that will send them off into the sidelines. So if something else picks up later, and then Desire can pop back up in season three and four or whatever. Anyway, that's nice. a red yeah, absolutely, Jefferson. I'm pretty sure you probably have more of a an insight than me and Bill yeah. do, because again, I'm I'm in the same boat as Bill, where I I'm just going in this like with a. I watched the whole series on TV or on uh, Netflix and I sort of looked up facts here and there. Um, but where, where do you see this going? Um, especially with, 
um, it being without, on without saying too much. Uh, what what is being set up right now, especially with Desire and Lucifer, is the next season too has to be about the season of Miss, which is a longer. If if a uh, if Doll's House was just a single volume, Seasons of Miss is like seven issues, a whole trade paperback's worth, and that is where, in a way, the Desire storyline comes to a head like all i i do appreciate um how desire has been a i guess like post-credit scene in these episodes like he's he's not uh the main antagonist he's not of, of the first season but like he's definitely like pulling a lot of strings and like these extra scenes where he's just being shown just being mischievous and conniving is a uh, it's, it's, it does do a lot to tie in how much of an asshole uh, Desire is about to be in, in whatever's coming up next. And, and like, it, it, was, it was an approach that, like, Cowboy Bebop did with someone, with a character named Vicious, where they showed too much of Vicious. Here with Desire, they're like, all right, here are the five episodes we'll throw in Desire. That's it. Three or four, it was like three or four, right? exaggerating over five it was like three or four scenes and it was just enough to make you go who the fuck is this i can't wait to see what they do next yeah um right lucifer also does happen in season of the mist i want to say yeah it does yeah even that storyline is yeah whatever both the things that they set up are coming up next as if i'm assuming if seasons of mist is next which it should be because chronologically that that is where we're headed yeah, I you know I I do I with both of you and Jefferson specifically with you I do see that the series going going that way right and it sort of left me sort of wanting to know more because the only people that we really the only siblings that we really get exposed to are Dream and Death you see Death use specific abilities right that she has and that she can en- enable humans to do right. With desire, you don't get to see that. With despair, you don't get to see that. And especially with the other siblings, we haven't seen yet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get to see their yet. full. Yeah, you don't get to see their full potential and like what they're capable of, right? Which can scare you, or it can make you hopeful, right? That there is some sort of way that Dream might be able to overcome, you know, this 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 coming storm, right? That's an exciting so, part, though, isn't it? Like you, we we know what the concept of dreams are and desires are. And that just like, that just alone, like, I guess like opened your mind to like, what could they possibly be about? Like if desire is our version of the grim reaper and dreams is of course, like the, the, uh, the master of dreams, but also can, what is it? He's there's, there's a nice line he said about in, in the last episode, uh, dreams change the world. Dreams change the world is basically what he was saying. Yeah, like he can technically influence people with the way that he did with the killers at the end, yeah. where he just sh- uh, shut down every serial killer at that convention. Was like, all right, uh, confess everything, guys. You you are fucked in the head. Conf- <laughs> there, there's no there's there's no going there's no going. I, I was when they adapted that in in the show, I, I was I was floored. I was like, wow, they um 
all these killers just like coming out of the hotel and just it, it there wasn't it was just enough uh it was just enough just seeing people walking going to their cars and you get one gunshot and i'm like all right this is beautiful i'm beautiful in a horrific way yeah uh and that's like that is that is what i guess like dream if we had to do like a whole like death battle uh thing that is one of dreams like biggest powers i guess with uh with everyone else coming in it will no actually just what seasons of miss is just going to be desire and i want to say another another one desire and also coming up next i can't remember anyways but yeah um with destruction you can already kind of infer what that uh, entails delirium is interesting delirium it changes later but i'll we'll get we'll get that we'll cross that bridge hopefully when we get there sure yeah so um let's dive into episode 11 um this was sort of split um very fairly i think <laughs> um we have the beginning and this episode is called the dream of a thousand cats and calliope and um just from just from yeah so in the in the first i would say first quarter of the episode um it's animated and a lot of these cats are uh their voices are done by wonderful and amazing actors that we've seen in multiple movies um, there's a fun and fact multiple there, series sure later yeah um and then uh and in the first half it's basically um this little kitten who gets taken to a meeting of the cats and is um there's a there's a there's basically all these cats are there to see this one individual female cat who has a story about how basically cats were used to rule the world right they were the ones that were in charge of everything and they used to rule humans um one day humans rebelled and basically started to uh what you i guess metaphorically and would be domesticate the cats and all of that um but during this time you also see a very very sad part of the episode and i didn't i think it was bill you might have warned me or somebody else warned me and you're like okay just be careful there's this and i was like yeah and then i saw it and i was like oh that was a lot worse than i thought it was gonna be <laughs> and i was like this poor thing um and we ba basically we see her owners um destroy a litter because they didn't want to have cats and um they basically destroy it by throwing the guy basically gets a gets a sack, puts them all in a sack, and throws them in the river, and basically drowns her kittens because you know they she they didn't. So she you know she then dreams of a world where cats will eventually rule humans again. Um, and uh, anyway, let's let's start with this really quickly, and then we'll dive into uh, Calliope because that was literally my favorite part of this entire episode. Um, Jefferson, you said you had a fun fact. What did you think about this part of the the episode? Um, there was a there was a moment where I was like watching this episode and I was just like listening to what was happening and it's just it was just I was like why do why do some of these voices sound familiar and I looked it up and some of these voices are from the audiobook <laughs> I was like wait what oh wait. wow yeah yeah they brought in um James McAvoy and yeah and and who else? Oh, there was one other character. There was one other actor. There's, Michael Sheen. So there's a lot. Yes. There's, there's a, a, a star-studded cast. 
yeah. um, in, the, in the audiobook, but they brought in just James McAvoy and Martin Sheen. Michael Sheen, Michael Sheen to uh, yeah. to voice a couple characters in the uh, in the uh, episode, the cat episode. It was it was really cool. It was like a, like a nice little nod to people who like consume all this like Sandman media. Um, I was wondering like how how there's no way you're gonna cast James McAvoy and there are, there are other people in that audiobook that are just like big ass names and you're just like there's no way going to cast these guys and like not use them for something else too in the same property sure. and i'm like at least glad like uh i'm at least glad mcavoy came in because mcavoy plays dream in the audiobook mm-hmm. yeah. yeah anyways bill yeah. what oh i was just gonna say um did you have any thoughts about like this this entire this first quarter of the of the episode I, I kind of wanted more. Like I wanted more animated series. Like more I, cats. More more cats, <laughs> sure. But I also like I also wanted like more um, I guess like I hope that they keep going with these surprise episodes. They're like, oh, they're animated episodes yeah. that are one and done. Cause there's a bunch more that they could potentially do, especially when they if you factor in the Sandman universe, there's a lot more stuff that they could that they could like pull from. I actually um, wish that they would do a, um, you know how you have American Horror Story and now you've got American Horror Stories. And yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, sure. I would right? love there to be a strictly a right? Sandman anthology series that it could be animated, it could be live action, it could be yeah. whatever the hell they wanted to do and cover those little one-offs that yeah. are, are really beautiful and you can bring in characters and also lets production field trial characters to see hey does audience react to this or that and whatnot and if so then they can lift those characters out and put them back in the main line but you have your main sandman series so you can get your 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 long run burn there but you also have these beautiful little episodes and they don't even have to be hours they could pull a you know a a disney plus bullshit and have these 24 32 (laughs) minute guys and just kind of like tell your story tell one story and i I I would love love that they could do an animated episode and no apologies for it. No excuses, no nothing else. Not having to couch it to anybody going, careful, we're going to have an anime. It's just like, want more Sandman? Here you go. And it yep. was like, yes. And I love my, I think number one, my trigger is usually uh, dogs getting hurt. Um, cats, I care a little less on, but that was, <laughs> that was like, what the hell? I was literally, just, that was, that was so fucked up. But then it's the it's the second time really that we see um i think it's only when they're in hell during the main ten, first 10 episodes that we really see dream as someone else i don't remember mm. seeing him as someone oh. else to someone else but there, there was this first is the, second, this is the second time that dream appears the way that the viewer expects dream to appear and so this time we got as the smoky black panther-esque sort of critter and yeah. i i love that i love that aspect to it um though to be fair that means when we get to this next the back half of the episode dream probably would have looked different to calliope but we'll skip we'll skip that uh but i just i like that element of his mythos that and they don't do it all the time there's just sometimes here now you're not gonna now we're gonna see how dream was represented to this person which also is interesting to me is i would have loved to have seen a pov of how lucifer sees dream you know what? What would, uh, what, what would Lucifer see as a dream? Is it God? Is it another angel? Is it what is a dream to Lucifer? 
anyway, I don't think it's, I don't think it's ever. I don't think it's ever been answered, even in the comic. I don't think. Dude, I should. We should drop a note to Game and I wonder what that does should look like. We should, and they get credit for it. But you know, you bring up a good point that like every person that sort of has an interaction, even if they are sort of mythical or they are sort of this like ethereal being, they see Dream as something different. But you're right. The only two, the, the only two times that we see him as a, as something different is when he is talking to the person that he had a relationship with in Hell. Yep. Um, and then as this sort of Black Panther big cat and you know, in this in this series. Um let's go, let's let's just let's dive right into uh, Calliope because this literally was probably um my favorite offshoot of the entire series oh, um yeah. that I've seen. So in, in Calliope, um Calliope, if you all don't know Greek mythology, which I do also want to address, I love I love Gaiman and his ability to bring myth and fable to life and to like personify it in a way where it's not just beautiful, but it's like shockingly accurate. Do you know what I mean? Like, so Calliope, if you don't know, is one I of the seven so, yeah. muses. In, yeah, is one of the seven muses in Greek mythology um, who uh, it, the legend, legend, you know, throughout Greece and the legend throughout any sort of artiste or anything is that if you capture one of the muses, they will, um, propel your art or propel your, you know, uh, creativity in all that you do, whether it is writing, dancing, um, painting, anything that you do, if you capture one of the muses, you will be guaranteed a way to um, succeed. Um, and we see that um, Arthur, Arthur Darville, who played Rory and Doctor Who, was like one of my favorite companions, um, he plays this struggling writer who um, has a book He's got writer's block. He cannot do a second edition. Um, he or he cannot do a, a second a continuation of that. He then goes to another writer who is very successful, who has written several successful novels, and goes to him and basically, um, uh, this old dude who's like super old is not going to write anymore. Says, "Well, my secret is is that I've captured one of the muses and." Um, with her being captured, I have had much success in my regging. Um, and that muses Calliope. And uh, basically, um, he gives Calliope to, to I'm going to just call him Rory. I forgot his name in it. But basically, he gives it to Arthur. Um, and then Arthur all of a sudden has success with his, with his novel, with his second novel. Can write it, can do all of it, but keeps Calliope in, um, basically imprisoned in, in, this, in his house. Um, Calliope, we then find out, has had previous relations uh, and actually has a kid with um, Dream, with Morpheus, and reaches out to Morpheus for help, um, even though it's been eons since they have spoken to one another. And he comes. He comes and he's like, she's like, I'm sorry to call upon you. He's like, why would you be, basically, like, why would you be sorry? Like, you're my girl, basically. Um, and she's like, yeah, I need a way out. And he's like, he's not letting you out. He's like, you know what? He's like, I'll, and like you said, Jefferson, this is one of the only times that we actually see dream, like do something that is like, Oh shit. Like you have more power than I think you do. Right. Um, and basically ends, uh, with dream. I can't dream basically scares the shit out of him. Um, and basically he cannot, um, he, basically 
he he floods his he floods his head with more and more ideas, and then all of a sudden he starts to become crazy, um, and he cannot control it, and it comes to a point where he becomes insane, and basically he forces um, this man to release Calliope, and he does, um, and then um, they have sort of, Calliope and Dream sort of have um, a talk with one another where you sort of see how. Dream's relation to Calliope was more than just like, I want to say transactional, like he truly loved her and she truly loved him. Clearly it didn't work out. They had a kid. I kind of want to see like an off run shoot of this kid. Like, (laughs) is this kid a muse? Is this kid a fucking like, what is this? Like, what is this individual? Right? Like, who is this kid? Um, I'd love to see like another story of that. But this was probably one of like my favorite aspects of this entire series. And I'm so glad that, um, Bill and other people were like, yeah, you need to watch it. And I, I did. And it was just so beautiful. Um, let's do uh, just a quick, what did we feel about Calliope or not quick? Um, Bill, I'll start with you since you were the one that, that introduced me to it. How did, what did you think about the Calliope part of this? Um, I really liked it. Number one, I love seeing the muses, you know, getting back into, uh, you know, being used again. I mean, it's been a while since Xanadu, especially with Livy Newton-John just having passed away. <laughs> Um, uh, though she was Terpsichor, not uh, Calliope, but you know, hey, muses are muses, they gotta get gigs, gigs where they are, and it's also an interesting spin because the mythology of muses is not to capture one that would be like a profoundly bad thing. Not to at least to mention that, you know, if you have muses, that means Apollo is real and he'll show up and kick your butt anyway. Um, you usually just invoked muses and got them down, but it's like this was it was neat with how they were kind of bringing the pieces together, and again, it, it's that the the recurrent thing both in in fantasy uh, and as well now as in dream is that be careful what you wish for right you want ideas fine you'll have ideas so much will be leaking out your ears and you can't stop them sort of list of ideas and so it's this is where it is and also people who wish for something they get the something or they get their their wish granted and then how it changes them is usually you know, some people end up good. What's her name back in the car that, you know, we all thought it was a job, oh, yeah. was like, you know, killer at the one point with her and her dog. But there's like, here's amulet of protection. Have a nice day. You know, outside <laughs> of, you know, that her probably, it will probably not corrupt and make her a bad person. But she's like, okay, the only person of the entire series that might not be turned by having a power. Um, but most of these others is like, you start out with good intentions. Even Alex at the beginning of, of the series, He's a kid. He's a good kid. He wants to let him loose. As soon as he has the power then to make the call whether or not to um, uh, to stay or to go, um, that's fine. That's on them. And so, you know, they they can make that choice about, uh, of you know, they get, they get the power and then all of a sudden, do I want to let him go? No, hey, Death, let's just keep you around for a little bit, shall we? And so that's yeah. what I'm getting with. But I thought it was I really enjoyed it, it, you know, as an added, as kind of like a, again, remember early on, I think you made the comment that, hey, there was an episode that really didn't like add much to the to the storyline. Where are we going with it? There's, it kind of felt separate of the main thrust. Here's another one. But you know what? All of the fans were kind of like, yes, please give me more. And that's kind of like mm-hmm. a great way to find a hook. And again, it's something that Netflix did no advertising on, didn't have to do anything. But they knew by word of mouth, they dropped this puppy two weeks later and they get another big bump going on. And then it got more people talking about it, bringing in more people to go back and check out the series. So I think that's going to be a, an ongoing good thing. 
which would be really shitty if they canceled this series. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Let's think about what happens when they cancel series. It makes you even more fonder of them <clears throat> brown coats. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Don't bring that up. Oh my gosh! Which you know what? So, the great you know, you know it, it's the thing is this would be far more of a loss for sure. uh, to not be brought back than than Firefly's cancellation. Right? It's you know this is. It's a really good series. It brings up a whole new type of mythology. It's not straight yeah. high fantasy. It's not a young adult show. God damn it. Fortunately, it's not a young adult show. There's too many of those anyway. Um, you <laughs> know, the last much. thing we don't need is another. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Riverdale. Bless them, CW, power to you. But we got plenty of that shit. Um, yeah. this, this is something for a different audience. And I appreciated that. Absolutely. Jefferson, um, what did you think about um, the Calliope portion of um, episode 11? It was another great, like, just standalone, can be its own mini-movie thing. Uh, I, I think, like, uh, I, I learned, like, like, like I, I did not, I'm not familiar with Greek mythology. So a lot of this was just, like, I was just going through it, like, I was just, oh, I, I, I was just, like, going through with a, what's the word I'm looking for? I was just, I was just going with it. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, okay. That Calliope is just the, 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 uh, the God of uh, creativity. Cool. All right, fine. And it was just, I, I guess like, uh, it was just like, the, uh, the main thing I want to talk about actually is the, there was a line in the episode that Rory's, Rory, Rory's character, not, Arthur, yeah. Arthur Darville's character. He was at a party mm-hmm. and there was that whole exchange about where do you get your strong female characters from? And I <laughs> I, I was just yes, yeah. we're, we're touching on that. Okay. We're touching on how not only is he a liar but also using the, the word feminism for, for, for like personal gain. I was like what? Like, like opportunistic feminism in in guys is a prominent thing and he just they just they talk about it they they straight up just like make that a thing in this episode i was like wow they um they uh they they talk about the joss whedon thing without using joss whedon uh, sure yeah yeah. no and i i think i think it's important to point out um calliope was the muse of eloquency and epic poetry so it makes sense that, you know, these two individuals who write these books, right, that express these characters, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just made sense that Calliope was the individual that did this. I, you know, Bill, I think you're right. I think you need to do like a Sandman, um, like a like an offshoot of the Sandman where it's, you know, like the dreams of nightmares or something, right, where they do these little mini episodes, right, and 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 they go into depth or... They do, they make it part of the series somehow, right? Where it's not necessarily a part of the, um, a part of the sort of comic, uh, you know, novel canyon, canon. Um, but we've seen that, right? We've seen how they can take an entire episode that doesn't need to be there, but it's necessary and it's, be- and it's well done. It's like watching a mini movie, right? Um, I-, I feel like there needs to be more. Um, I want I definitely wanted to know more after this episode. Um, and hopefully we get that. Um, but I feel like this episode did um, was really well. And if people had missed it, please go and watch it because it just, it was amazing. Q says, dude, episode 11, it's really fire. It's really well done. 
The story is really well written and has a and as a whole, it's really trippy and different from the series, which is yeah. absolutely true. Um, I do also want to point out, you know, Greek mythology and mythology just in general. Um, the fates were also a part of the Sandman um, saga yeah. and how he called upon them. And the fates were also in this episode where she basically, uh, you know, called upon them as a muse and they said, sorry, can't do shit for you, which mm. is why she basically called upon Morpheus um, to help her in the end um, to escape all of that. So, um, are there any last minute thoughts on the series? Um, any you know, any recommendations um, for people that haven't seen it going in, um, something that they should be aware of, or just sort of um, not taking things too seriously? Is there anything like that? Jefferson, let's start with you. Anything to, to a newcomer coming to the series? I've been trying. I've been trying to get my... There's, there's like, I have like a gaggle of friends who love horror and hate superheroes and i'm just like i I'm, i swear this is not this is not a superhero yes but no it's like it's not it is a superhero in a way but no it's not it's not this is this is full-on dark fantasy um this is i oh god it's it's mythology at its most raw and un, un, and like and it's, it's mythology at its most raw. Like it's just uh, a, a writer just taking in all these concepts of what he loves, Shakespeare and Greek mythology and a, with a dash of horror and just putting it all together in like a big, like, I guess, like uh, ethereal melting pot is the best way I could put it. Um, it's, it's if when I say horror, it's not the scariest thing ever, but it's, <laughs> it's 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 yeah it's there it's it's definitely dark it's definitely a dark fantasy um when you say that you want like more from this universe there's so much to pull from there's so many spinoffs of sandman that i have not even checked out yet like there's a thing called the book of magic there's a thing called there's 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 one about the house of mystery which is more about that house that the that uh can enable uh mm. Yeah, Kane Abel are from. And there's, yeah, there's so much they could pull from. They ever want to do more from this universe. There's a, literally a whole Sandman universe of stories. I'm not, I don't want to say cinematic because we're not, we're not quite there. Like a whole Sandman comic universe that's separate from the DC universe. Even though this technically is DC, it's, it's like yes and no. Sure. Yeah. And Bill, um, any last minute suggestions to, to any newcomers now that you've seen the entire series? For me, I, I kind of, I really appreciate that you can really get a full thing out of this without having to use the source material. And as such, mm -hmm. I would almost kind of encourage people go into it cold. If you haven't read it already, if you have, great, keep on going. Otherwise, go into it cold, enjoy it through the season, and then go back and start picking up the big compendium volumes and you know enjoying going through the stuff. And I'm sure you can go just sign up somewhere and subscribe to one spot or another and just read all the comics online um so any of that sort of stuff is just it's it's you know to what you know to what he said um you can really it's such a big rich mythos and so many side stories i mean dream is again the main sandman it's the name of the book so it's, it, that's the main through line but you got all these other 
people doing stuff and entities and creatures and things. And it's not, I mean, it's, it's little Timmy's first horror novel. Yeah, sure. It's not the most horrific, but there's definitely some stuff of nightmare in there. Even him just sitting there at the very end of episode 10, working on some new nightmares on the beach, the thing with the no <laughs> faith with just all teeth. I'm like, dude, he's, he's still got it. There's, he's yeah. not going, he's not making all puppies and flowers. Um, Though, if he was making a nightmare with puppies and flowers, I really want to see what what sort of hook he would put on that thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude! If you there, there's there's. Do you know about the AI art? You know about AI art, like yeah, yeah, just yeah, like generating. Yeah. Just type that up and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. Just I have one on my phone, and it's. I have one on my phone, and it's absolutely terrifying. I will sit up late at night and just come up with ones and save them. I love it. I love. What app do you use? uh it is it's called dream it's just called dream oh um, okay and you, no you type irony in dream there <laughs> uh, oh my gosh yeah i don't know if you can see it oh, okay i don't know if you can see it but yeah. it's like oh whatever it's, it says dream and it's got like a w in it but, but you type it in and it's we're got talking, we're, talking, we're talking sandman right and you're playing on an app named dream <laughs> is that what millennials maybe i'm the sandman an who knows is it Wombo Dream? I'm looking at Wombo Dream. Is that the one? I think so. And it's like rainbow. It like looks sort yeah. of like, like paint splatter. Yeah. I saw yeah. this on Reddit Download for a that. second. It's, it's insane. I'll show, I'll, show, I'll show you both some shit I made like after, after we're done. It's, it's, in, it's absolutely insane. I love it. Um, but anyway, that's all the time we have to talk about the Sandman the entire season. Um, but episodes 10 and 11. I enjoyed um, this entire series a hundred percent. There really wasn't, you know, all things being said, there really wasn't anything that I was like truly disappointed in. Like this wasn't a Game of Thrones season seven for me. Like this was, this was definitely, everything was, was beautiful. It was amazing. It only made me want to um, read the novels even more. So I got to definitely invest in those and read in those. Um, and the comics and all that stuff because it's really beautiful and amazing. Um, I would like to thank my guests, uh, Bill and Jefferson. Y'all were here in the beginning. Y'all were here at the end. Y'all were here also. Bill, you were here throughout the whole time. Thank you all for doing this with me. This was amazing. I cannot wait to see you both um, on any other shows that we do here. So please, you are more than welcome to be a guest on my show or I can be a guest on yours um, if you ever do it. Um, but thank you, you all for right. tuning in. We'll be back for season oh, two, what? episode one. We'll be back. Yes. Yes, please. Hopefully I'll have like a an outfit by then, like a Sandman outfit or something. Oh insane. gosh. Please just, like, come dressed it. up like a and I just broke up my yeah. Rolodex and I yeah, I sent an email off to Gaiman. So if he replies back, we'll you know <laughs> send it along to report back. That would be awesome. Um, but thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to join on our uh join our Discord to keep the conversation going. You can listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch. All of our platforms are at Nomtalk Network. Um, so tune into our next show, which is going to be a Nomwatch review. Um, we're going to be doing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre to, uh, it's like a double feature. We'll be doing the 1974 one and the 2003 one. So catch up on those if you haven't seen them already. Um, and uh, We'll be doing that later on. Um, I won't be, but it'll be hosted and done with some other guests. But until then, um, it is wonderful to see you all. Again, my name is Jordan Orozco, and I'm your host for the evening. Oh, thank you, Steph. Thank you, producer Steph. Where can we find you, Yay. Bill? On the socials. Bill, RW, the number three, all channels. All frequencies are open. Yes, and Jefferson, where can we find you? 
Jeffersaurus on everything. Uh, that's with a W instead of a U. Yes. Awesome. You can find me, City of Stars 13, um, on Instagram. I am there. Um, thank you, producer Steph. We love you. Thank you for producing um, this show. Um, thank, you. thank you for letting us yeah, do Sandman. You are awesome. You're amazing. Um, we love you so very much for also reminding us in the chat to do certain things. <laughs> um, so until then, again, I'm your host, Drone Orozco, and I hope you have a nomorific evening. Bye, everyone. Nom nom. <laughs>